0: It doesn't matter what we are going through, it doesn't matter where we are, it doesn't matter what we are thinking. Uh, all that God is saying that all is well. It reminds me of the lady in, in Second Kings, uh, the Shinomite woman, whose son died. And she sent to call. She ran to Elisha. Amen. When they asked her, why was she, where was she going, what did the woman say? Though her son was dead, what did she say? All is well. It is well. And at the end of the day, because she believed, amen. because she said, she declared it with her mother, all is well, at the end of the day, all became what? Well. Amen. As we go in this season, as we're in this season, we should be careful with the words of our mouth. Something that um, the Lord has been reminding me constantly. There's a period where the children uh, sometimes do some nasty things, and I just and you know, I, I just say something, and the Holy Spirit reminds me the words of your mouth, and I change it. You know, sometimes children do something, and I'll say, "Oh, is it not Bruno?" Oh, it's like, "Say, what do you expect?" You know, so and God is saying, "Now, well, what do you expect?" Then you keep expecting it. Amen. So I, I, I go back and change the words. So it's something that we should be conscious of because, as we heard, uh, the beautiful teaching during the Sunday school about long suffering. It doesn't matter sometimes the children or sometimes you don't know what is going on in life. Uh, it's and God, all you have to do is just to speak positive, long suffering. You just have to the change will come. I use myself as an example when. Uh, today, there's some people. I mean, I can't remember my childhood days so much, but a uh, glimpse that I know, and when I see people talk about me that knew me when I was a child, you know, and they see me today, it's like uh, there is a, there's a huge difference from before and now. Even though I can't remember everything that happened, but there's like, is it the surigo that we used to see those days? You know that all are trying to say that I was so naughty and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, look at the product by the grace of God. Because somebody dared to believe, the words of the mouth are powerful. Even though my mom then wasn't kind of a Christian, for she understood the power of the words to always speak what positively. Amen. Just like we know, general Vosia keeps saying that his mom, even though they were very impoverished, that his mother will always keep saying that they will call one and a thousand will come to him, even when they were still living in the village, amen, when they had nothing much, but the mother will keep saying that, Enoch, you will call one and a thousand will answer. But today, by the grace of God, if he calls, if he says, Pastor, come. You know, if you don't use the word, pastor, come. If you don't mention the name, all the pastors might just come. You understand where I'm coming from? So the mother understood. Even though she was not, uh, she was uneducated, she understood what the power of the word. And God is telling us, all is well. So it doesn't matter where you are now. You tell yourself, all is well. It is well. Amen. It is well. Tell yourself this season, this week, all is well. Amen. All is well. I don't know why, but that is just uh, the prophecy. God is telling us today that all is well. Believe it, hold on to it, and you will see it manifest in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We're supposed to do a mission offering today, but I forgot to announce it. But next week, by the grace of God, we will do the mission offering. And the offering that goes to Africa for the missionaries on the field. Amen. So we'll take that next week by the special grace of God. Father, as we go into your word, we pray that you give us uh, understanding. We pray, Almighty God, that you will soften the ground, the soil of our hearts, that your word, Almighty God, will penetrate into us and we bear fruit. We go downward, we bear fruit, Almighty God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let your God, almighty God, break the father grounds of our hearts, almighty God, that we, almighty God, will receive uh, your implanted word of wisdom in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we just say thank you that we will not leave here the same way we came in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory be to your name in the highest. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. The title of the message, the title of the message today is the Secret of Overwhelming Blessing, you know, I will call it Secret of Overwhelming Blessing. The Secret of Overwhelming Blessing. And I bring you a teaching from the redeemed, from the RCCG, on regarding what we call First Fruit, the Secret Word to Overwhelming Blessing. It's something that a lot of people don't like touching and talking about. Because it's something that looks very difficult to do. But everybody wants to be blessed. Amen. You go to work because you are making a living. And not just making a living, but you want to be blessed. Amen. The currency of today's world is money. Amen. You go and you get a reward because everybody wants to be blessed. That's why the word of God says that money answered all things. Amen. It says what? Money. Money answers all things. It doesn't matter how much wisdom you have, and so on and so forth. (laughs) Money answers all things. And yet the scripture says, what money what is a defense. What money what also is a defense. Not that God wants us to just rely on money, but God appreciates that Money is needed in all this. And that's why the word of God says that the silver and gold belong to Him. Amen. Money is a defense, money answers all things, and so on and so forth. Uh, and that's the honest truth. So we live in a world where money matters. Not that that is where our fate is, but to go on a day to day basis, you need money. You need money to buy food. You need money to go to work to end. Am I right? You need money to do business and so on and so forth. That's one reason why, as I said earlier, we go to work. Amen. Amen. Even in the Bible, God expects us to work. The Word of God says, if a man does not work, he is worse than a dog. Amen. He's is liking to be an infidel. And that's the truth. Let him not expect to receive anything. That's what the scripture says. So we must work to earn a living. God appreciates that, but the secret to overwhelming now we we appreciate that we want to be blessed that we are blessed already by the grace of God. But what is this secret? It comes what at a price. That's why I use the word the first fruits. If we go into our scripture today, three texts from Proverbs chapter three, verse nine to ten. Proverbs three, verse nine to ten. The word of God says. Honor the Lord with what your possessions. I'm reading from the New King James here. Yeah? He says, Honor what the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. He says, So your barns will be full, will be filled with plenty, and your vat will overflow what? with new wine. He says, Honor that as I honor God by bringing my possession, the first fruit of all what my increase. He says, What. God says, so my barns will be filled with plenty, and my vats will overflow. You know, I remember the word overwhelming blessing. That means that it will overflow. I watched a movie um, uh, recently. Um, it's a true life story. And it's, uh, the actor really was Tom Cruise. I'm trying to remember, uh, i trying to remember the name now. The actor was Tom Cruise. I'm trying to get it. Uh, the act of being Tom Cruise—it—it it happens quite a long time ago. If I can get the name, just God just help me to get the uh, the name of this movie. I'm just trying to just quickly get the name of the movie. Maybe one or two of us might go and uh, and watch it. You know? uh, maybe one or two of us might go and watch it. Uh, if I can get the name, because. I actually told someone, to, I actually recommended the movie for someone to watch. It's, it's by Tom Cruise, but I can't get the name now. If I do, I will let us know uh, much later. But the moral of this, the, the movie basically was, it happened quite during uh, the Reagan season period, the President Reagan period. So was this guy who was a pilot and he used to smuggle tobacco. American No. No, no, no. No, hmm? yeah. no, 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 no. American made. American made. Thank yes. you. You got it. <laughs> American made. So the bottom line is, the guy got into drugs. Started helping the CIA, but he started doing his own side business. If you watched the movie, right? Started doing his own side business. But one thing that amazed me, that true life story, it got to a point where they were planting, they were burying money. The money was the drug money that was the, his own side of the bargain was just too much that they were burying money, they were shopping money in the garden, in the wardrobe. Money was just too much. I even to say? and I looked at it. That like, my God, you have, this is money that people are running after. This man just has it, and it was just money became an issue. Where to hide the money? Where to keep the money? Even the bank decided to make a special vote for him that this is just for you. Every other customer that going to use is the, the smaller place. So, and we were talking about overwhelming blessing. Where we, God is talking about overwhelming blessing, where will we say, God, this is what? Too much. I have more than I need. That is what I'm talking about. Amen. I have what? More than I need. But it starts with your first fruit. In the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 16, Romans 8, verse 16 says, For if the first fruit is holy, it says, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. Amen. In the NLT, I read it in the NLT, sorry, Romans, I said Romans here, 8, 16. And in Romans 11, verse 16, it says, And, since Abraham and the other patriarchs were holy, their descendants were, will also be holy, just as the entire batch of fruit is holy, because the portion given as an offering is holy. For if the roots of the tree are holy, the branches what, will be too. Amen. It simply means if the root of a tree is holy, it says the first fruit. Amen. If the root, being the first fruit, is holy. Everything else that comes out from that tree, the word of God says, is holy. The word of God says he called Abraham. the Abraham, who is what? The father of faith. Who came, who the children of Israel, lineage, came, came out, came through. He said, if that guy is holy, everything else that comes from his body, what? Becomes holy. The children are holy. We are spiritual Israelites. We too, by the grace of God, by that special grace, we are what? Holy. That's what God is saying. First fruit. Amen. Remember I said that it is what, first fruit is what? The, uh, your first seed of the year. Everything. what That is what it means. In Leviticus chapter 3, 23, Leviticus chapter 23, verse 10, the word of God says, give the following instruction to the people of Israel. I'm reading from the New Living Translation now. He says, "When you enter the land, I am giving you, and when I'm giving you, and you harvest its first crops, amen." He said, "Bring the priest a bundle of grain from the first cutting of your grain harvest." He says, "When you harvest the first crop, you now what I means whatever you're doing, God says that as you enter it." And you are going to harvest first the first. God did not say you should keep the first to yourself. He says, bring that first, because usually the first is always the best. That is what God wants. God simply wants your best. And as I read and as I thought about this, as I pondered more on it, it now took me back, and I remember uh, the story of God uh, in the book of in Kings about Elijah. Amen. In the book of First Kings, chapter seventeen, verse eight to fourteen, the book of First Kings, chapter seventeen, from verse eight to fourteen, this was the story of Elijah when there was famine in the land. When Elijah said there would be no rain, amen, for seven years. I mean, for the X amount of years, for about seven years. And what God said that Elijah to go to a widow in Zarephath, who was a widow of that, to look various away, should go to Zarephath. There he will meet a widow. And there he will be fed. And the widow said, well, she only had a little bit of dough. That means a little bit of flour to need whatever food she needs to do. And Elijah said, you know what? From, I want to eat. Come and bring me water. Come and bring me food. And the woman said, well, the only food I have, it's not really it's not even enough for me and my son. Elijah said, you know what? You go and bake. When you finish baking, bring me First, That's what Elijah said, bring. Because in verse 13, Elijah said to her, Do not fear, go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bean of flour shall not be useful, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends water on the earth. Doesn't make sense. It's not enough for me and my son. But the man of God said, "You know what? Even though it's not enough, go and do it and bring for me first. Sometimes you look at it; it's not logic. It's not logical. It's like Are you crazy. This is not enough, and you're telling me to bring to you first because the man of God is a representative of God. So God is saying, "Trust me. Honor me with your first fruit, and see what I will do." Yes. The money, the, the, in January, the money is not enough. December, we have spent so much. You know, uh, bought gifts, celebrated, did all manner of things. And God is saying, you know what? First fruit, your first salary this year, the whole of January, I want you to bring it to me. And give it to me. I'm wondering, God, how would I pay my rent? How will I pay my bills? How would I pay the mortgage? How would I go to work? And God is saying, don't you trust me? Trust me with this first. Amen. Because this widow trusted the man of God and did it, and at the end of the day, there was because that was her last meal that was not enough. Remember, it was a last meal that was not enough. But she dared to try God. What? She dared to put God to the test, and at the end of the day, she bargained. She got more than she 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 got more than she bargained for. Because not just that, the feed the, the, the last meal that she could have eaten and died because she said that that was the last meal she was going to eat it and die. But the meal lasted longer than that. Not only that, even at some point her son died. Amen? And Elijah, by the grace of God, revived the son. So what? Bad news. Because she did that, bad news became a thing of the past. What could have been was adverted. Because what she trusted God. Amen. That is what first fruits simply does. It does beyond what we can ever imagine or think. But all God really wants is just for us to just trust Him. Just have faith in God. And that is true. That is what He wants. That is why He gave all this uh, He gave all these instructions and so on and so forth. Uh, something in, in the book of Exodus, in the book of Exodus, chapter twenty-three, verse nineteen. Uh, the first fruit—that's what the Word of God says. The first of the first fruits of your land shall you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. In ve- and the God repeated it again in thirty-four in the same Exodus in chapter ch- chapter thirty-four, verse twenty-six. He says. The first of the first fruit of your land you shall bring to the house of the Lord, your God. Amen? So God kept on repeating it because God truly wants us to be blessed beyond our wildest imagination. And that is the truth. It comes as a price, and that is the honest truth. I'm telling you the truth that I don't find it easy to do it. So don't think that I am holier than thou and so on and so forth. I don't find it easy to do. It's a sacrifice. Because the truth is that where I'm going to, uh, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but because I'm depending on God, I know His grace will take me there. And since I'm depending on Him, all I want to do is to put God to the test. Try God and see. Amen. But one thing, a few things I will mention about it, is that when you talk about the first fruit, God says it should be taken to His house. I mean, I know we live in this sensation where you can send it on, online and so on and so forth. Send it with prayer. The next thing as well, it says that it must be delivered. Who is the first, Who does the first food go to? It goes to the priest of the nation. In the redeemed Christian church of God, the, the, priest, the priesthood by the grace of God is in the person of Pastor Enoch at And that is it. So every first food that comes... Yibihi, whether myself, yourself, and so on and so forth, it goes to the high priest. In this mission, as I said, the Jew, what is the high priest. Amen. And uh, the first fruit, it, it is for everybody, according to Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 4. Amen. But one thing that we should understand that when we give the first fruit, God expects it, we do it with joy. Can, because it's a sacrifice. He expects us to do coming dancing and rejoicing. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 26 verse 10, Deuteronomy chapter 26 verse 10 to 11 says, "Now, and now, O Lord, I have brought you the first portion of the harvest you have given me from the ground. Then is the what verse then place the produce before the Lord your God and bow to the ground in worship before him. Afterward, you may go what and celebrate" Because of all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. He says, remember to include the livers and the foreigners living among you, what in celebration? God said, you know what? I'm asking you to give all this first thing of your January. And after after you've given it, even though you think it's not enough, God said, you know what? I want you to now go and celebrate. Call people, you know, and do a party. And because of all God has done. And you're saying, wait a minute, God. This thing looks... I don't have enough, but you're telling me to do this because to receive from God, God, heaven currency is faith. Amen. Heaven's currency, what is? Faith. That's why the word of God says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if you don't have faith, then you cannot please God. If you don't have faith, don't expect to receive. Just rest on yourself and do it by your strength simple. So it's either you trust God or you just trust. Do it in your own ability. When was it be he offered? It's done once a year. First fruit, as much as we set a calendar date as January, your first fruit could come at any time. It could be, your, your, your cycle could be every March. It could be every, you understand? But it's just that today somehow we just look at it as the start of the new year what is January. Is January, but it can come at any time, it could be March, it could be April, it could be May, but not necessarily. But it says that the first fruit of the produce <laughs> of what your land so your harvest can be at like any time. But God is saying, just trust me and do it. First fruit in Hebrew means bikurum uh, and literally means promise to come. That as you trust God, the promises of God will come about into. Your life, and that is the truth. The first fruits is just God is just telling, you, Just trust me, and key. I cannot exhaust it too much, but one thing I can tell you about the overwhelming blessings of God is that in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 3, God says, He issues a command here. He says, In those days, Israel was holy to the Lord, the first of his children. All who armed his people were declared guilty, and disaster fell on them. I, the Lord, have spoken." Because we have trusted God with this, even our household is what protected. Because remember, <laughs> if giving God the first, everything else that we earn is now not becomes holy. Even because we have trusted God with the first fruits of our salary, then everything else we earn, what becomes holy. That means our children become holy. Everything from us, what, becomes holy. And God's hand is on it. And Isaiah chapter 61, looking at some of the blessings of God. Isaiah 61 verse 7. It says, instead of your shame, what, you will receive a double portion. It says, instead of shame, you will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, what, you will rejoice in your inheritance and you will inherit a double portion in the land and everlasting joy will be yours. He says you will earn double in the land. That means what you have not even sown. You may have sown just a little bit, but you will receive double the harvest. And that is the truth. You will receive double the harvest. I sent, I don't think, I think I sent a video. Killing um, they they, they had their own program in December I think I posted a video on the WhatsApp group where a lady said she trusted God and she gave God, in short, what she even did was she gave God, I think, if I'm right, maybe one year salary, if I'm right or wrong, I'm not sure. She gave God one year's salary. But those of you that watched the video, you see how God promoted her, the salary that she received, the income that she received, the promotion that she had, it made no sense. It was in multiple fold in the space of 12 months. Career, I mean, promotion that she didn't expect, she got them. God, it doesn't, when I listen to that lady's story, it doesn't add up. Mathematically, it doesn't add up. But God did it. Because what? She said, what can I give God? Then what can I try God with? What what can I dare to try God with? And honestly, she did it. And when I listen to the story, I'm like, God, give me the grace to do. To be honest, not that I've been so faithful in my own first fruit as well, year in, year out, and so on and so forth. But one thing I look at it is that if your heart is in it, you will do it. Amen. And if you have this in need and you ask God, God will give you grace. Doing all these things, the Bible says, by grace we stand. It's not of works, it's not by our strength. It's like, God, give me the grace to do this. And you'll be surprised that the grace to do it comes. The, the belief that the, the faith comes, uh, the resources to do it comes. Uh, somehow, God just does it. That is the truth. Like for me, I said, God, give me the grace to do, give me the grace to do it. The grace to do it. The grace to do it. It was I said, God does help on my own side of the business. Does help things in place. Okay, I'm giving you the grace to do it. I know you need this. I know you need that. You know what? I'm going to put something aside for you. When it's time, you'll be able to do it. I what I'm trying to say. And God makes all this grace abound unto us to be able to do it because God sees that in your heart. By your strength, you know you can't do it, but you are dependent on God. This year, I just want to really try God and see. The supernatural abundance of God at works in my life. Amen. Because one thing as well, when God tells us to do it, come rejoicing, God (laughs) expects us to do it with joy. It doesn't mean that because you've given your first fruits, if you've done it, it doesn't mean it's another little sin. Are you following what I'm trying to say? Because it reminds me of a story. Um, When I went to sorting out, of a lady that I heard, the story that I heard, that the lady gave her first fruit, and she saw the overwhelming blessings of God upon her life, year in, year out, year in, year out. And this was to do with the um, Revenge ministry. And there was a particular year, he saw the lady, the lady gave her first fruit as well. But things didn't just add up in her life. Challenges came. And the man of God said, what is going on here? That it doesn't make sense. And the lady now confessed that well, she committed she things. She was a single mother. She committed. Uh, she fornicated, and you know she just sinned. And the man of God said, "Oh, wow! Well, we just have to. You re- just have to repent, and so on and so forth." But giving fresh does doesn't mean what I'm trying to say. Gives you the license to just live a wayward life. We still need to abide what? By the principles of God as we go on and so forth. God just needs to give us the grace. But one thing I want us to do is to encourage us is that when we do it, God expects us to do it with joy. He said sacrifice. That's what it's called first fruit sacrifice. We look at the story of Abraham earlier on, and not just the fact that Abraham and God said that in the first with Abraham is holy, why did God say Abraham is holy? Because Abraham what gave Isaac up. You can call Isaac his only son, because that is the promised child. And God says, you know what, I want you to sacrifice this promised child, this which you hold dear. And that promised child to Abraham is everything. It's the promised child. You take the promised child away, Abraham, Abraham does not exist anymore. But what? Abraham dared to try God and put God to the test. And God says, do this, and he had faith, and by faith, he went and sacrificed his son. But when he was time, God says no, because God knew that what, he had done it already in his heart. But the act, God actually stopped him. And after that, remember in the book of Genesis chapter 17, it was God that called Abraham, that come out of your kindred, Come out of your fathers, go to to go out. I'm going to prosper you. I'm going to bless you. I'll make you uh, the father of all nations. God was telling him this prophecy, telling him these promises. And if you look at ourselves, God has been telling us some promises and so on and so forth. But for the promises to be in action, for the promises to become a reality, when God started to move was when Abraham sacrificed Isaac. So I looked at it like Abraham had not sacrificed Isaac. Possibly that means that all those declarations, all those things that God had told Abraham was going to do, would not have been possible because after God, after Abraham sacrificed Isaac, God came and said, "By myself, I swear." you wonder why is God swearing? Are you ever trying to say why is he swearing? That in short, indeed, because you have done this and tried me, your son. Your first fruit, you offered him to me as i as I asked you to do. In short, by myself, I swear. Are you i trying to say? God was swearing by himself. Just to prove this point, that because you trusted me, because you tried me in this, God said, by myself, I swear. And the, the rest is history. We see the children of Israel everywhere. We are spiritual Israelites. By the special grace of God, so, God has told us so many things. But there come a time, we too, we need to do it. All I tell you is just try God. And try God. Try God. The question I'll ask you is that all these years you've been doing it the way you want to do it. And take account of the last five, six years in terms of your home and so on and so forth. And tell me, that it is so different from last year. Even I'm trying to say economically and so on and so forth. Yes, day by day you go through. By grace we stand. But there's a time. Let's just take let's us take the step of faith. God wants us to do it out of love. He wants us to do it sincerely. Because one thing that God says is that He loves us a cheerful giver. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7 says, So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. It is if not done cheerfully, don't expect the reward. And one thing I can tell you as well that whether you give your first fruit or you don't give your first food, God still loves you. Are you from what I'm trying to say? You are not condemned. God will still provide for you. Are you what I'm trying to say? But one thing is that with the measure in which you try God with, is the same measure what you are going to receive. It's just like, the question is, how much of God do I want? Whether you do your first fruit or not, it doesn't mean you're not going to go to heaven. But the truth is that I, I don't want to live a life of struggle. That is the truth. I don't want to live a life where I find it hard. I want to live a life of ease. Uh, king Solomon lived a life of ease financially. Econom, I think I'm trying to say he lived a life of ease, and that's the truth. Solomon didn't have. was the only king back, and if I remember right, that didn't have to go to war. There was no war. He was living, He lived in abundance. People were bringing things. You know. Just to come and hear his wisdom, the wisdom of God from him. He was blessed. So we too can live a life like that where we don't have to struggle. I even like saying, Some people, God does give them ideas and that is it. And they just sit down receiving the dividend every day. They just, you know, what am I going to do today? It doesn't look like the account. Money is rolling in. That is life. <laughs> but we are more than that. Amen. We what are more than that. So, what is the conclusion of this whole matter when we're talking about this? We should just trust God. The Bible says that John chapter 14, verse 15, it says, If you love me, obey my commandments. We say we love God, then we what? We obey his commandments. It says in John chapter 15, verse 10, it says, When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey. My father's my father's commandments and remain God In his love. And in John chapter 2, verse 1 to 10, it's another story that reminds me of the first fruits again. And I'll read this one, just permit me. NLT, John chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. This is the first miracle that Jesus did. He says, the next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Canaan in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festival, during the festivities. So Jesus' mother told him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, this is Jesus saying, That is not our problem. Jesus replied, My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby, wear six stone water, water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, Fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, Now dip some out. Now, now dip some out. Take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servant followed his instruction. When the master of ceremony tasted the water, not that was, not, that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, Though, of course, the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always served the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. When I read it, I said, my God, Jesus did a miracle. Jesus himself, from that miracle that he did, that water, he didn't go and give the bridegroom. He went to give the master of the ceremony. That means whoever is heading the ceremony in charge. So it's like giving God the first. Amen. Take a cup and give. And one thing is that the master of the ceremony now said, wow, well, this wine is even far better than the one that we received from the beginning. So when I looked at it, those people were just telling me that it means that God is telling us that as we trust him, as the years, as the days in the year, who goes on forward, It becomes better. Are you following what I'm trying to say? It becomes what? Better. That's what God is saying. It becomes better. It becomes much glorious. That means when the word of God says that the end of a thing is better than its beginning, that would be what? Our story. That at the end of the year, we'll be laughing. We'll be smiling. Are you following what I'm trying to say? And that is the word of God. So, one thing I end with in Second Corinthians nine eight says. Second Corinthians nine eight says, "And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you are always having sufficiency in all things, in all what things you're not lacking wisdom, physically, spiritually, in every way. You having sufficiency in all things may I have an abundance for every what good work." And I close with that as we bow our heads and take ourselves to God. God will give us the grace uh, to to listen, the grace to obey him, uh, the grace uh, to render our first fruits that we live in a new dispensation. It doesn't mean whether we do it or not that we are not blessed. We are blessed. But one thing we want to do is experience the overwhelming uh, blessings of God in a way that does not make sense to man. In a way that uh, it's not one plus two, it's not even ten times ten that gives us hundred, uh, but it could be ten times ten that will give us a million fold. That is the currency of God. That is the mathematics of God. God's thoughts us are not of, are not of evil, but to give us a future unexpected end. Uh. The Word of God says, "His ways what are not our ways, neither is thought our thought." That is what God is saying. Therefore, if His ways are not our ways, therefore, why don't we just trust Him to do his, to have to follow His own ways? let's just pray that God, Father, give me the grace, give me the heart in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, I want to experience you this year in a new life. I want to experience your overwhelming blessing. I want to experience the kind of blessing that I myself will know. It has nothing to do with me. Uh, That even though I have done my part, the reward is so much that... I, mathematically it doesn't make sense. I want to experience your abundance this year like never before. Lord, just grant me the grace, uh, the resources that I need to put it down, to do, to, to do my first food, the grace that I need. Father, Lord, grant me this grace. Uh, give me the resources in the mighty name of Jesus.